if you've got a plan going into it, uh, the likelihood of you totally blowing out that plan is, is pretty small. And so again, block the day and then say, okay, this is what I'm going to do on that day. And I think you'll have a lot more success with it. I know that, that that's really key for me. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Hey folks, it's Steve. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I am excited to be here with you in a brand new year. We are rounding the corner here to five years of doing the podcast. It's been a fantastic journey for me, and we're halfway through the uh, 10-year commitment that I made to uh, to publishing this podcast. So uh, stick around for a little while. We've got, uh, we got a ways to go. So today, what I thought I'd do, since we're at the beginning of the new year, I've just had a couple of weeks off and really reflected on how things went last year. And one of the big pushes that I had, in fact, it's it's kind of a been a, a mantra of mine. In fact, I've got it here on my uh, on my computer monitor. I look at it every day. The less I do, the more I make. You know, it's been an interesting journey trying to live that out. I did fairly well through the summer in eliminating things, getting things off my plate and onto uh, the team. And as a result, I freed up time and I was able to take uh, Fridays as, as uh, free days, played some more golf, you know, was able to get out and enjoy, enjoy the outdoors and do some things that I wanted to do. And that went pretty well for a couple of months. And a really interesting thing happened. As I took that time off, it gave me a flood of new ideas and new ways to improve what we're doing. And that started to have an impact on our client acquisition. And so we had this, this tremendous growth as we got through the fall and into the fourth quarter. Um, and it's continuing now here in the fir- first quarter of, uh, of the new year, which is all fantastic. And we're so grateful for that. But what it did is it, it ate up all that free time. And uh, it, you know, it stressed some of our processes. So we needed to spend some time um, improving those. At the same time, I had a transition from uh, my longtime assistant, Lauren, who's been with me for uh, over eight years, and uh, hired a new assistant and went through that whole transition, which if you've ever done that, is, uh, it's always a challenge to go through because you're trying to get somebody up to speed. And, and the, the assistant you had, you know, Lauren and I were at the point where we were sort of, you know, we knew how each other thought. And so now you've got to go through that process again. So that takes time. And so I lost a lot of that free time that I had built into the schedule. Um, and so as I go into the new year, it's it's now getting back on the wagon. And so I want to talk really about the three things that I'm doing to get back on the wagon. Hopefully you can take some of these and apply them you know, to your own work and uh, your own business and get some more free time yourself. That's the goal, right? We want to create freedom through the business that we're building. So um, so let's dive into those, those three uh, approaches. All right, 
The first approach that I'm using to get back on the, uh, the wagon with uh, the less I do, the more I make, is really thinking about strategy. I think all progress really starts with strategy. So the first thing that I know that we need to do is increase our team capability. And so we're doing that. We've got some some training that's going to be happening here in the first, in the first quarter to, to really get the team some skills that they need, which will free me up. So that's probably the, the first and important thing that we're going to do. And, uh, and I've also started building out a stop doing list. So that gives me the targets of what do I need to transition? What needs to be delegated? What are we just dumping all together because it's not really adding any value? And that then informs what skills the team needs. And so that list is really kind of the driver for freeing up my time. And then the third big one for us is just reducing the number of tools that we're using. One of the great blessings of the last decade is being able to, you know, work with people across the world and across time zones. So, so our team is spread out all over the place, which is fantastic. We've been able to work with some really great people who are, you know, living where, where they want to live. And we're able to do that because of digital tools, because of the cloud. That's a huge advantage. And it can also then lead to this mass proliferation of tools. And so we've got some tools that are duplicative and we've got, you know, the ability, I think, to consolidate a good bit. Um, one of the things that I think is a big time drain that that isn't talked about nearly enough right now is um, the cost of of tool switching, you know, so if you're communicating in one place and you're managing projects in another place and your documents are in, in another place, jumping between all of those ads, uh, adds overhead. And so that's one of the places that we're going to start to reduce. I know I spend personally a, a fair amount of time just jumping around doing things, trying to keep everybody, you know, keep the communication with everybody, with clients, with the internal team, with, you know, external partners that we work with. So that's going to be a big focus here as we go through the first quarter as well. And so those are kind of our, from a strategy perspective, those are the things that we're looking at so that I can free up time. All right. So the second big way that I'm, or the, the approach that I'm taking to get back to having more free time is pretty simple. It's just block the calendar. I've always found that creating that constraint, it forces you into having to, you know, work with that constraint, work with the deadlines. You know, I'm not going to go back immediately to every Friday off. We're probably going to phase it in you know, a couple of days a month and and then expand that so that by the end of the quarter that I'm, I'm up to that four-day work week that I want. And so it's an easy one to do. It's a hard one to execute because it's really easy to look at those days and go, oh, I can just recapture that day and I can get some stuff done. And so in a minute, when, it, when we get into the third approach here, the third approach is really the antidote to that. But having those blocked right off the bat means that, okay, meetings aren't going to get scheduled there, that now you're going to be forced to grapple with the fact that you've got less time to deal with. And so I've always found that, you know, if my goal is one day a week, I might start with, uh, you know, blocking an afternoon. If my goal is one day a month, I start, I'll start with blocking an afternoon. If it's, you know, like what I've got right now, I want to get down to four-day work weeks every week, I'm going to start phasing that in. So we'll start in January with maybe one day because the first half of the month is already pretty full. We'll go into February where it's two days, and then by March, 
we'll, we'll have them all. And by phasing it in that way, it's not a shock to the system. So you're able to kind of ramp up and, and get into it. But I will tell you what happened the last time that I did this and I was able to do it successfully for several months is that having that extra free time just unleashed all kinds of creativity and that we, we were able to take those ideas and plug them back in. And that's really, you know, the, the ideas that we, you know, that I was able to create there that we were able to begin to put into motion is what drove our growth in the second half of the year last year. It's what's going to drive massive, massive growth for us as we go into 2022 and uh, really allowed me to see the game differently as I was able to do that. Um, you know, you get the idea and then all of a sudden the opportunity shows up. And so it's kind of funny how that works, but without that free time, it's hard to go generate that creativity, generate those ideas and be able to just clear your mind long enough to be able to do the thinking that you need to do. And so that to me is the, the real value in the free time. It does have a direct ROI uh, to it. And so I'm, I'm excited to get back to that. Okay, now for approach number three that I'm taking to free up time. I have found that this one is probably the most important. I have to keep reminding myself of that, and I think it's the most overlooked. So it's one thing to block a day on the calendar and say, okay, I'm going to be off on Friday. But if you're like me, I'm, I'm a little bit of a type A personality. I don't do well just sitting around doing nothing. And so what I find is that I get bored. And then when I get bored, I'll go looking for something to do, you know, and that might be, okay, I'm going to read a book. Well, it might be, end up being a business book. I'm going to go read some articles that I've, I've set aside, you know, that are work related. And I try on these, these free days to really have no work at all and, and give myself that mental space away from it all. To me, that, that space is what's, what's critical. So to be able to do that, you got to have a plan for the free day time. And so that's the piece that I always have the most challenge with in trying to make these things happen. And, and when I begin to fall off the wagon, it's almost always because I didn't have a good plan. You know, I might go into a month with nothing really there to do on those free days. Um, and so you got to have a plan. And so that's, that's one of the things that I now, after kind of going through what I went through last year with this approach, um, I realized that's absolutely critical. So when you block the day, you've also got to say, okay, well, this is what, you know, this is what I want to do on that day. Even if you change, if you've got a plan going into it, uh, the likelihood of you totally blowing out that plan is, is pretty small. And so again, block the day and then say, okay, this is what I'm going to do on that day. And I think you'll have a lot more success with it. I know that, that that's really key for me. So, uh, you know, for me, I like playing golf. It's winter time, but here in Florida, we can still play golf. So that means booking tea times and booking morning tea times because I find that if I start those free days doing something, I tend not to, you know, go creep back into work, you know, later in the day, particularly if it's out. If I'm if I'm out, I'm out. You know, it really just isn't an issue. So. Uh, so those are some of the things that I've learned. And uh, I know a lot of folks have, have written in and told me you're kind of following the progress of this. So I thought I'd give you kind of a, a six-month update. And I think uh, I think it's kind of normal to fall off the wagon with these things, particularly when you're in a business that's dynamic and growing and, and a small business. 
you know, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm letting myself off the hook on, on that end of it. But at the same time, I want to get back to it. It's good for the business. It's good for me personally. And uh, I think you'll find the same. So we're going into a new year. This is a great time to begin looking at these things, um, reevaluating, you know, where you want to be in terms of your business, your growth, your personal freedom, you know, your financial freedom, who you're working with, all of those things. I think it's a great time to, to revisit those and now go into the new year being really intentional about what you want. So, um, Hopefully this has been helpful to you. I'd love to get your feedback. If you've got some tips or some ideas, some things that you do to help free up time, please email me. Um, I'd love to, to hear that. I might be able to take and apply some of those uh, things that you're doing that are helping you be successful. And uh, you know, if I find some really good stuff, I'll de- definitely be sure to uh, come back and share that on a future episode. So until next time, stay unstoppable. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of The Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bring in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.